Shalom everyone. Israel is now preparing for the high holidays of this month of trumpets, atonement, and tabernacles. Judicial overhaul is on the brink of a constitutional crisis in the nation of Israel. Netanyahu's coalition government has been significantly weakened. The Palestinian Authority, Abbas, has been chastised by fellow Palestinian leaders for anti-Semitic comments. And Netanyahu has now said that God does not protect all of Israel all the time. Those stories and more in Messianic World Update, we begin now. Shalom everyone, I'm Monty Jeter with Lion and Lamb Ministries. Welcome to another edition of Messianic World Update. Today's date is September 15th of the year 2023. This weekend begins Yom Teruah, the Feast of Trumpets, and it follows then 10 days later with the Day of Atonement, and then another five days later with the Feast of Tabernacles. It is the season for the high holidays in Israel and throughout the world for all of those who follow the commandments of the God of Israel. In Israel, in particular, there is a group of ultra-Orthodox, usually led by United Torah Judaism and the Shah's party. They are the Hasidics. Many people don't know it, but the main rabbi that started that group within Judaism, Rabbi Nachman, he was actually from, born in the city of Ulma in Ukraine. It is traditional for the Hasidic Jews to travel at this time to Ukraine and celebrate his birth in his birth city. Well, as you know, Ukraine is in the middle of a war with Russia. So the government of Israel is very concerned about the number of Jewish pilgrims traveling to Ukraine at this time. The government of Ukraine is trying to build additional bomb shelters to protect the pilgrims as they come there for that event. In the course of this week, Benjamin Netanyahu warned the Orthodox Jews not to travel to Ukraine, that it was too dangerous for them. And he happened to make a comment to the effect that God has not always protected Israel in other nations. Well, that statement was highly inflammatory to the Hasidic community. In fact, the leaders in those communities that are part of his coalition government actually accused Netanyahu of heresy that he would speak against the God of Israel protecting the Jewish people. It has brought to light a well-known discussion in the history of Israel, and that is that Israel, after the destruction of the Jerusalem, was cast into the nations, and God had prophesied through Moses and the prophets that would happen. As you know, the history of Israel amongst the nations, great harm has come to Israel, not the least of which is the Holocaust itself. Now, there's a lot of religious Jews, they do not deal with that subject very well. In fact, they take the attitude that it was other causes, it wasn't their fault, it wasn't their responsibility that God had done that. They don't wanna deal with the fact that God has judged Israel in the form of casting us into the nations. It's been an ongoing struggle of being able to be real about our faith and about our God. The fact of the matter is our God, the God of Israel, is a just God. 
the guilty do not go unpunished. If we fail to obey the Lord, then we're going to suffer the consequences. However, they struggle to be able to come to terms with that because they believe their religiosity rises them above that kind of judgment. In any case, Netanyahu's warning, which was serious and valid concerning the holiday goers back to Ukraine, it's caused a little bit of a controversy within his coalition government, and it's shored up the weakness that is in his government. Whereas he had a very strong right-wing coalition government, it has now been weakened by extreme elements within it disagreeing with Netanyahu with the whole judicial overhaul taking place, the liberals against it. Now the religious are kind of at Netanyahu's throat for he saying things that they didn't want to hear about the God of Israel. We continue to watch as this judicial overhaul bill, the reasonableness bill, goes before the Jewish Supreme Court. At the moment, it's scheduled to be discussed this next week. And the first element of the law that's been passed, the reasonableness bill, so let me just briefly redefine to you what that is. There is no basic constitution in Israel. They have what they call basic laws. This was formed because as the nation of Israel was first being formed from the War of Independence, they weren't able to form, shall you say, a constitutional convention then put together the supreme law of the land for all of Israel. Instead, each element stepped into the government and did what they had to do because Israel was in a survival status, dealing with its Arab neighbors and so forth. In the meantime, what has now come into place is what we call basic law. It isn't quite the weight of a constitutional law. It's subject to amendment and change that isn't specified. In other words, how do you amend these basic laws is not specified. So it's kind of a free-for-all. Either the Knesset makes adjustments to it or the court itself makes adjustments to it. Well, the judicial branch has, in the last 20 years, decided that certain laws and certain decisions made by the Israeli government that they don't like the direction of the law that the Knesset has passed, the majority, or the direction of the policy of the government of Israel. And so what they've done is they've made a kind of a special ruling where they call, well, we just don't think that's being reasonable. Now, as you can imagine, being reasonable just by its definition is highly arbitrary. What are the standards for it? It doesn't have it. The court only themselves decide what it is. Furthermore, the judges of the court, they decide who the judges of the court are, not the Knesset, not anyone elected. The Knesset, under the leadership of Benjamin Netanyahu's government, has said it's high time that the court system get its wings clipped a little bit and that we put checks and balances into the government of Israel. Well, as you can imagine, the liberals are having a fit. They don't want that to happen. They want the judicial system to have the oversight over everything else. Of course, that overrules the majority of the citizens. You have charges of no democracy. We're ruining democracy. We're turning into a dictatorship. All kinds of hyperbole is going on. A crisis has been formed. Now, the Knesset passed 
the reasonableness bill and said that you cannot use the reason for reasonableness anymore to overrule the Knesset or the government. It has to be based on law and whether or not it is according to the law. But fundamentally, the basic law is not there to substantiate that kind of basis. They don't have a real constitution. As a result, the judicial branch is now getting ready to make the decision as to whether or not they will accept what the Knesset has decided to do. For the last eight months, protests have been going on in Israel, very large protests. The nation is at the brink. We're getting ready for the Supreme Court to rule whether or not the Knesset law of reasonableness will pass. If they overrule it, then the Knesset will be faced with what do they do that is contrary to what the court has said. If the court agrees to it, all the liberals will have a fit because they're fearful that the Knesset government will then pass additional laws that will curtail the Supreme Court as well. The whole issue is coming to a crisis position and they're calling it a constitutional crisis. Which way is it gonna go? We just don't know. There's many discussions going on, leaders of the government talking about, we need compromise. The president Herzog is calling for compromise, calling for Israel to pull together and remain as a nation. The democracy is threatened. It's a major internal crisis in Israel. We just don't know which way it's going to go. Now, my belief is that democracy will remain as to whether or not the government is going to cooperate with the Supreme Court, whether or not the Supreme Court cooperates with the Knesset. That's yet to be determined. It's definitely going to have an impact on the general citizenry. As a result, the Netanyahu coalition of strong right-wing government has been significantly weakened. The middle portion of the country, the part that could be moderate in these things, has withdrawn its support from Benjamin Netanyahu's government. And so we're just hanging on by a thread and waiting to see what happens. Could there be a delay in the decision? That's possible. That might be a way of staving off a disaster coming into the future. Now, setting aside Israel for the moment, the Palestinian Authority is having its own problems. As I've mentioned to you before, Abbas, the president of the Palestinian Authority, he's having all kinds of difficulty. Recently, he decided to make a speech in the European Union. It was so anti-Semitic and so anti-Jewish people that even Palestinian leaders called the comments anti-Semitic and inappropriate. Apparently last year there was an award given to Abbas by the Europeans in support of the two-state solution. As a result of Abbas's comments, the European authorities that gave him that medal have announced that they've removed that medal and taken that award away from him because they consider his comments to be absolutely outrageous. It goes to show the Palestinians have no effective Palestinian Authority leadership. We've been talking about for months how that terrorist elements are trying to seize control in the streets of the Palestinian communities. Israel is faced with all kinds of terrorist attacks and issues going on. 
Palestinians are murdering Palestinians in Palestinian communities, begging for Israel's help to come in and stop it. And of course, the IDF and Shin Bet have been countering many Palestinians' terrorist attacks on innocent Israelis in the land of Israel. It is a terrible situation continuing to get worse and worse. Now, just to add to all of that, of course, the IDF is trying to keep a, a handle on Iran and their efforts up in Syria and Hezbollah. Just this last week, the IDF went in through the Air Force and bombed a couple of sites. For the first time, Gallant, who's the Israeli defense minister, hinted at and alluded that, yes, it was the Israelis doing what they have to do to stop weapons moving into Hezbollah and into Syrian hands controlled by Hezbollah as well. The conflict with Iran continues. The uh, president, if you've heard in the most recent news, is trying to put together a swap of prisoners getting five Americans back from Iran in exchange for five Iranians to add to the boot that the U.S. government will release apparently about $6 billion in held funds for the Palestinians. All of this is in an effort to try to find a way to appease Iran. The Biden administration just does not seem to understand that there is no appeasing of Iran. Iran is totally and 100% committed to their agenda, the destruction of Israel, and the belief that they are far superior to Western nations, and the United States continues to play this game. While we all appreciate Americans that have been held hostage in Iran being released and coming home, which is a wonderful thing, the fact of the matter is all of those steps continue to endanger. Supposedly, the United States has now said, look, Iran, if you'll just limit your nuclear enrichment to 60%, we'll find a way to get along with you and your nuclear weapons program. Israel has been forced into the position of having to agree with the U.S. with that measurement. In fact, Israel has now announced that if Iran goes one step over 60% enrichment, that they will have to take action. So there's a red line that's now been clearly drawn, that's now publicly made with regard to the Iranian nuclear weapons program. That is our news for this week. On a personal note, I have been recovering from COVID. I appreciate your many prayers for those of you who prayed for me for my recovery. I was unable to attend a conference this weekend as a result. Still recovering, getting stronger. Appreciate all your prayers and support for that, as we know many other brethren are suffering from it as well. Want to ask you all to like, subscribe, and leave a comment on our YouTube channel. We so much appreciate your viewership as part of this program, joining with us as we watch closely all that goes on in Israel as we come to the end of the ages and looking forward to the Messiah coming and fulfilling those high holidays with his future resurrection, with his future day of the Lord and the future celebration to be in his kingdom. Happy holidays to all of you.
We'll see you next time on Messianic World Update. Shalom.